You say that I've been acting different, yeah I've only how I finally flipped the script on you And you don't want to double dipping, yeah You so sloppy how I caught you slipping up You're off the lease, run me my keys No more popping up the idiot, yeah I ain't even got the miles of trip on, yeah New phone, oh baby, brand new Like the whip, rock it up, no assist Maybe giant average Wake up, need a zip, Hennessy Take a sip, look at my jeans, I'm too big, I ain't got no room for extra baggage So don't forget to come and pick up your Don't need no pieces, you need to hurry and pick up your While I'm up cleaning, boy please, I don't need it Memories and all that shit And you can keep it yeah. Don't forget to come and pick up your ooh. Don't need no pieces I'm trying to find a fuck to get for you You and all the chances of forgiving you Yeah, listen, I ain't listening Just for you to go and break my heart again I learned my lesson Yeah, and I ain't coming And you miss it and I bet you I'll bet it on a new phone Who is it? Contact, don't let it Need a ride, I call that bitch Guess which too expensive No more benefits Papa, business Hairstyle, no grip I ain't got no room for extra baggage So don't forget to come and pick up the R.E.D. Run them streets, but don't forget to come and pick up your Don't need no pieces, you need to hurry and pick up your While I'm a pleading, boy, please, boy, please, I don't need it, I don't need all that shit you can keep. I don't need, I don't need, I don't forget to love it. What's up, everybody? This is Tatiana from the Hearth Hill Podcast. And of course, I'm back again with another episode. It is episode nine. And of course, I'm of course happy to be back. Listen, we got a lot 
to get into this motherfucking episode. Like, when I tell you I got a lot of shit to go in on, I mean, I have a lot of shit to go in on. So, I want you to get comfortable, grab your snacks, you know, put me put me on your loudspeaker, you know, get comfortable. Do whatever you need to do while you're cleaning, while you're chilling, because we got a lot of things to discuss today. So, before we get into everything, I want to start with a mental health check-in. So, <clears throat> my mental health check-in is I'm about a nine. Like I said, I don't think I'll ever be a 10, but I'm definitely a nine today. Um, I would just say overall, mentally, I've just been looking at things from a more um, positive standpoint. I don't, um, even like when I'm like annoyed or upset or frustrated either with myself or somebody else or whatever the case may be, like I am trying to promise to myself to not stay stuck in a rut more than time will allow, you know, whether that means like a couple of minutes or like an hour, whatever. I just don't want to consistently go down this road of being, you know, stuck in a place of just feeling like, you know, I need to always uh, let my emotions overpower me and my mood and all of that other different stuff. Because at the end of the day, I will eventually get over it. Like that's just a fact. Anytime, anytime that you've been in a situation where you were mad or where you were upset, whether, like I said, whether it be with you or somebody else, you got over it. So the sooner you kind of do that shit, the better. I'm not saying that you shouldn't allow yourself time to, um, assess the situation and figure out why you're upset in the first place and be entitled to your feelings, but don't stay stuck in that place for a long time. So for that very reason, I am at a nine today. I actually had a very good day yesterday. I ended up playing like music, um, from my illest R&B playlist on YouTube and baby. Um, I want to formally come and tell you guys that I'm absolutely going to be coming out with bonus episodes with um, my music playlist. So it'll be like R&B, it'll be workout stuff. Of course, you know, it'll be trap shit because you know I'm a whole gangster. Um, <laughs> you know, it's going to be whatever my, mo- it's going to be mood music pretty much. And however I'm feeling that week, whatever I'm into y'all are going to feel it too. So I'm going to include the track list and it's probably going to be about 10 to 15 songs. So I hope you definitely, I hope you guys definitely enjoy. This first one is R&B You Forgot About. So it's going to be new and old music, um, kind of, or just R&B that you just don't know about that you probably just like glossed over. But, um, a lot of it is probably... It's going to be like early from early 2000s till now because I want to save like the the older like 90s like music for like a whole nother one. So yeah, this playlist is going to be fire. I promise you no skips. Y'all already know like my taste in music is fire. Like, you know what I mean? Like I do my thing, I do my thing. But anyway, so um, I'm definitely going to come out um, with a playlist for you guys because um, shout out to Tequila. She actually did me two favors. So she actually um submitted me a topic that I'm going to be speaking on later on in the episode. And she actually, you know, gave me the idea because she hit me up personally through the DM and was just like, yo, you got to give me a list of all of these songs on all of your episodes. So I literally yesterday went through each... <laughs> each episode from the episode that I started like making my intros like music on and I just like copied all of them down and you know I posted it to my Facebook and my The Hard Pill podcast page on IG if you haven't checked it out so I'm telling you the list is going to be fire so I also want to say this 
So I know I said on the post that the next song for episode nine was going to be Normani and Cardi B. Um, what is the song? Oh my God. What is the song? What is the song? Y'all know the song that I'm motherfucking talk about. What is the song called? Um, why was I about to say switch side in? <laughs> Wild side. Okay. Yeah. So I was going to use this song Wild Side, but I literally, it's Sunday morning. Um, I literally just got finished listening to Jasmine Sullivan sing live. And everybody who knows me know that's, that's, that's been bae since forever. Even when she was heavy, nigga. That's, that's always been my girl crush. It's funny that I talked about Chrisette Michelle the last episode, cause she was my girl crush too. Um, Tiana Taylor and also, um, Damn, Khalees. Khalees? I've always loved Khalees. Like, even back in the day when she had, like, the crazy colors in her hair. She was, like, the first, like, fire, like, it girl who was just, like, different for me. But, yo, Khalees is, like, I know she, like, in her 40s because Nas is in his 40s. But, yeah, like, they, she has always been, well, they both fire. But, like, Khalees has always just been, just been like, uber fire, just naturally fucking fire to me. But anyway, um, yeah, so I heard this Jasmine Sullivan song this morning, and I'm going to definitely put that on my intro. So if you're hearing this now, I'm sorry. But, oh, so since I didn't put the Cardi B and, um, excuse me, since I didn't put the Normani featuring Cardi B song on the intro today, I'll definitely put it on a playlist so you guys can enjoy it. So, yeah. But anyway... Let's get into this motherfucking episode. So let me first start by telling y'all, Anchor has acted the fuck up on me. Listen, excuse me. Listen, I've been doing my edits um, with Anchor since I started back in January, right? And last week, the re- and, and I just want to formally come and apologize to you guys for g- delivering you that episode so late. It's because Anchor was legit fucking up. Like, Anytime I go and try to uh, edit any content on Anchor, it's supposed to generate and then it's supposed to pop up and then I'm able to section off the parts that I don't want and the parts that I want to keep or just merge together, whatever. Just edit, pretty much. And that shit kept stalling. Like, it literally just kept going round and round and round and round and round. And I was starting to think like, damn, like maybe the file is too big, but that's literally never been the case before. Like, I've had over, you know, well, it actually has it where... Um, you can't record for more than an hour. Like once it hits the hour mark, it cuts off. So, I mean, I've definitely had at least like 40, 50 minutes worth of like content that I've able to like generate within like seconds type shit. That's usually how it goes. But for whatever reason, on last Sunday when I was trying to edit and, you know, get out the episode on time to you guys, it just was not motherfucking working. And I was just like, okay, I have to do something. So literally I spent, um, I had went to sleep because it was making me depressed because one thing about me, I'm super like anal retentive and I like things to be like a certain kind of way. And I really, especially when it comes to like things that I love or things that I feel like that are important, I really put a lot of pressure on myself and I always hate being late. Like even when it comes to jobs, like I would rather if I, (laughs) I'm the kind of person where if I fuck around and know that I'm going to be at at least an hour eight late, I just don't want to go in because it's just like, it's already ruined my day. It's already brung down like my whole kind of mood and stuff like that. So I don't even care to even deal with it. I just want to start fresh like the next day. So, um, I actually slept once it, once I couldn't like get it together or whatever the case may be, I slept pretty much like all 
Sunday for the most part. And then I woke up like uh, late in the night. It was probably like around like 10 or like 11 or something like that. And then I started like searching like different programs. Um, I started searching for different programs that I could possibly use as an editor tool. So what was it? There was one called Reaper. There was another one. Um, it was a, just a couple of different ones that I was coming across. And mind you, all of these were free, but it was just like they... To me, they were like just too complicated or it was just always something going on. So for whatever reason, that didn't work out. And I literally stayed up all, like, this is how serious I am about this. I literally like tried to stay up like all fucking night to try to figure out like, I, I was like, yo, I need to put out this fucking episode. Even if I put it out late, I have to figure out how I'm going to ep- edit my episodes because I can't end up in a situation where, okay, um, anchor ends up working but for whatever reason it does it again the next time that I decide to go edit another episode so I was just like to cancel out all of that bullshit I'm gonna find an outside entity in the place of anchor so that I can just edit here and then just upload through anchor because I think that anchor is great not for nothing I think that anchor is great I feel like it's structured well and this is literally the first hiccup that I've ever had with anchor so I'm not saying anything bad about anchor and I actually recommend it for anybody who wants to start a uh um a podcast or whatever. But listen, I had to take my motherfucking talent somewhere else. So anyway, I ended up finding a format. If you, um, I, I don't know the name of it quite uh, right this second, but if you are interested in starting like a podcast or whatever the case may be, and you're looking for an outside entity, um, it does cost, I believe it is $20 a month. And then for the whole year, uh, it is discounted to uh, $210, but it is $20 a month for each month that you use it. And it's very fucking simple. It is so fucking simple. It's so seamless. It uploads really fast. Like I'm telling you guys, like it is the shit. So even though I don't know the name right now, if you want to reach out to me personally, I will tell you the name, but I just don't have my laptop in front of me right now. I'm actually recording off of my phone. So yeah, just hit me up. But anyway, um, I was really like serious about trying to get this episode out. So boom, I came across it. And then I'm, and, and I'm the kind of person, like people are always trying to like do things for, get up, get off things for free. And there's nothing wrong with going through the routes of, you know, using, um, free entities in order to do what you need to do and shit like that. But sometimes you literally need to invest in yourself, whether it's advertisement, whether it's editing tools, whether it's, um, market, whatever, you know, um, merch, whatever it is, you're going to have to put money into your business or into yourself, into your brand sometimes in order to get the results that you want. And listen, I've blown ridiculously amounts of money on stupid shit. It ain't nothing for me to take $20 out of my motherfucking pocket in order to invest back in my business. And like I said, I want to produce quality and all of that different stuff for y'all. So yeah, but yeah, I stayed up all motherfucking night. Um, I didn't, uh, I didn't end up producing. I didn't end up getting it out on time. No, I'm lying. Um, it wasn't, it wasn't, yeah. So I couldn't figure it out on Sunday. I finally got to Monday, same issue. Um, Tuesday, it was, um, 
Tuesday that I finally figured out what program I could work on. And then Wednesday, I actually uploaded it at 9 a.m. So yeah, I'm sorry about the timeline, but that's how it went. But yeah, when I tell you this program is like seamless and everything, I'm, I'm telling you it's it's just perfect. At least it's perfect for me. And like I said, it's very beginner, beginner friendly. I'm the kind of person where I don't like to be like overcomplicating things. I like to just boom, 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 and get it over with. So yeah, like I said, reach out to me if you want to... um. If you want the information to the program, because I'm not no hating ass motherfucking person. I want to see everybody eat. You know what I'm saying? Like what you eat don't make me shit. You know what I'm saying? What is unique to me is always going to be unique to me. And if you're starting a podcast, if you want to do something like that and you know, you're going to have your own unique style and everything like that. I don't see it as anybody as competition. The only person I literally see as competition is myself. And I know that might sound corny and all of that, but I'm dead ass. I don't, I don't feel like anybody's fucking with me and that's just how I feel. But anyway, um, like I said, get at me if you want to know information to that. But yes, um, episode eight was definitely a success. Shout out to um, actually all of my listenership. I want to say shout out to all my listenership. I want to read them off, but I know this last one was definitely Puerto Rico. Um, I know that Spain is on there. I know that Ireland is on there. Canada is on there. Um, Nigeria is on there. Ah, uh, damn. I know it's something, um, I know it's something that I'm missing, but if I could, you know, just tell all of you guys how just like aesthetic I am that I'm reaching out to these different kind of places aside from the US, US not for nothing, shout out to the U- US because y'all literally like 98, <laughs> literally like, you know, a huge portion of you know my listenership in the first place but to to have the reach of reaching these different countries and these different places like that and for people to hear my voice and to Puerto Rico for joining the listenership um I'm actually just gonna you know probably like make a list like next episode and just you know have like a list so I can just individually thank everybody but no from the bottom of my heart yo shout out to y'all um yeah so moving right along So y'all know this whole situation with my skin has been a fucking whole debacle, right? So, um, my, my skin has actually cleared up really nice and y'all know that I've been doing like my research and all of that kind of, uh, different stuff or whatever since the last time I had talked to you guys. And I actually ran across something on, um, YouTube in regards to colitis, And I've told y'all how I had like dark spots, like on my body and different things like that and breakouts. So... Um, in regards to folliculitis, like I uh, mentioned in my last episode, it's actually sebum uh, attached to hair and it's like um, dirt, debris, sweat, all of that kind of different stuff. And I told you I wash my motherfucking ass, but for whatever reason, I just keep, you know, breaking out because it is folliculitis. Um, so anyway, um, I actually came across something on YouTube in regards to how to treat it and it's um, head and shoulders soap. And actually, I have it right. Well, I have one bottle right next to me. Let me let me open up. So, it's actually Head and Shoulders Classic Clean, and you know it's America's number one dandruff and, and dandruff and shampoo. So it actually has zinc in it, which is very good for acne. Um, 
of any kind pretty much or anything with like fungus or whatever the case may be it helps clear it up very well so I've actually um I've always had like exfoliating gloves like when I take a shower anyway because I just believe in just getting all of that dead skin off I like to shower with that or either with my um net and that's another thing that I can inform you guys on if you reach out to me personally it's always off at Amazon it's like $16 but anyway so um I've been using this on my body to wash and when I tell you it is the shit it is the fucking shit it has cleared up my shoulders like I have already I can just tell by just like rubbing you know what I'm saying? I can just tell by just like rubbing my shoulders and just like there's there's like no red spots or like inflammation or like nothing like that or like even on my back like um the thing to stay away from is just like tight clothes and stuff like that. I'm known to be walking around in a sports bra all day, but you know, my chest is of a particular size and that kind of makes my sports bra tight if that makes any sense. So <clears throat> I've had to personally um just put on like a tank top instead of just like a sports bra sometime, just so I can allow my skin to like breathe and for like, you know, just to stay, just to keep everything at bay for the most part or whatever. But yo, when I tell you that I love this product, it's right on fucking Amazon for two big ass bottles, excuse me, for two big ass bottles of this, um, it is under $20 and I'm telling you it's such the investment. I also ordered from um Daddy Butter as well. It is actually Avocado Plus and it's for hair and body. Um let me tell you guys all of the different things that are in it. So it's unrefined avocado butter, unrefined cocoa butter, Jamaican castor oil, lemon and lavender essential oils, arrowroot, sustainable palm kernel oil marula oil and avocado oil and this is supposed to also help with inflammation and dark spots as well so um a little actually a little bit of this goes a long way like I was like scooping just like a little bit out and I was realizing that like yo I only put like a little bit of this on my body and most with body butters and stuff like that sometimes I just be like ODing and I run out fast but <laughs> yo for whatever reason I just had a um I only put like a little bit on and I felt like completely satisfied with it. Also, another thing that's been helping me as well is the sugar, uh, the sugar, the lemon sugar scrubs, the lemon and turmeric sugar scrubs from ancient cosmetics. And I'm telling you, like, I have never been so fucking soft in my life. I don't know. I'm just at this point in my life where I just care more about how my body feels. I mean, I haven't had sex in a whole fucking while. And I really don't be giving a fuck if like certain parts of me are like crusty, especially like my feet and stuff like that, because they be like the driest part of me. I know that sounds crazy. Don't judge me. Shut the fuck up. Don't judge me. Anyway, um... It's funny. I be like lathering up my whole body and then I just look neglect my feet. I know it don't be looking like that. Don't judge me. First of all, let me say this. I do put it on my feet, but I'm so weird, right? Okay. So I be feeling like if I put, you know how like body butter and lotions and stuff like that are like tacky, right? And I have a carpet. So I'm like, okay. I put on a body butter or whatever the case may be. I put my feet on a carpet. I ended up, I end up picking up debris onto the body butter. I ended up putting it in my slide. Now that debris is in my slide, I 
take my foot out my slide, put it onto my bed. Now that debris that is in the carpet went onto my bed. Listen, I have a serious problem. <laughs> I'm seriously a germaphobe. So my thing is, if my feet are as less tacky as possible, then we good, right? You know, you, you know what I mean? Anyway, um, but let me not say that I don't lotion my feet because I do. Sometimes um, I will like, you know, like lotion my feet or lather my feet, especially like if I'm going out or something like that. I definitely like put body butter or whatever the case may be like on my feet, put my socks on or whatever and go. Well, yeah, obviously. But yeah. um, Yeah. <laughs> anyway, back to my fucking skin update. So yeah, that um, the head and shoulders has been working very well. A combination um, with the sugar scrubs and then also, um, the anti-inflammatory avocado body butter as well. And that shit is expensive. It was like $40, $40. Yeah, it was $40 for eight ounces, but I'm going to tell you that it definitely was the shit because I didn't wake up with any further breakouts. That's how I know it's working because usually I'm like touching my arm and for whatever reason, like I'm feeling like these breakouts and like they just keep coming and coming and coming. But so I completely forgot to tell you guys, um, I definitely did go to my doctor's appointment on the 30th to see about how I can get rid of this texture on my face. Um, I went and met with the lady up on Patroon Creek and it's a very nice office. It's actually two offices. There is a spa and then there's a plastic surgeon office, which is basically like the same thing or in the same building rather. It's very nice. The people, um, the assistant that I talked to was this, she was giving me like homegirl vibes, you know what I'm saying? She was giving me like one of us. But anyway, I sat and I spoke to her. She took a look at my face and um, she initially thought I was coming in there for a facial, but really what I wanted was a chemical pill because I have been doing my research online. As y'all know, y'all know I be click, 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 clicking through these motherfucking internet streets to see what I can do to better improve my skin. And, um, she basically told me, well, at the top of my list was the texture issue, because as you guys know, I have third degree burns on my face and they're like little dots that are on my cheeks. Because when I essentially did the, um, when I put the acid on my face last year, what I was supposed to be doing was like a TCA cross. And essentially if I would have went to a regular doctor's office, they use like a little toothpick and they dilute, <clears throat> which I didn't do. That's why I got the third degree burn. They dilute the acid and the percentage as well was way too high. But anyway, so they dilute the acid and they, um, they dot it into the little, the little like holes that like are in your face like the ice pick scars that are in your face that creates a scar and then it begins the healing process and that in turn builds collagen and then evens out the skin so that's what I thought that I was doing on my skin I did it completely different and for anyone who ever wants to do anything abrasive to your face like a chemical pill or whatever the case go to a fucking professional spend the money at the right fucking place because you're gonna end up in a situation like me where my situation was literally like my little kind of like superficial things that I had, the little ice pick, you know, things that I had in my, I could have literally did like two sessions of micro needling and my problems would have been fixed. Like I literally could have just spent like $600 and my, and my problems would have been fixed. Now I'm literally investing thousands because I was hard headed and very just eager to just 
get rid of this very minute fucking problem. But you understand, you know what I'm saying? I understand like you live and you learn. It is what it is or whatever the case may be. I'm here. So essentially we're creating with not diluting the solution that I had dabbing it onto my face and whatever the case may be, it um, went below the dermis and I ended up getting a third degree burn from that situation. Um, so now I am just trying to repair it. And that's like the thing that's on like the top of my list. I do have like dark spots. I am dealing with like breakouts now, like on my neck, which is weird because everything from like my forehead up, I don't get breakouts like from my nose up, but everything down for some reason, like my face just like breaks the fuck out. Now I was just like on my jawline and, um, um, underneath my chin, which I feel like is, a a, a direct cause from like PCOS. But anyway, so what was I about to say? Okay. So at the top of my list, like I said, was the texture. Then it was the dark spots. So she basically told me like for what I wanted to do and stuff like that, like I will be wasting my time getting the chemical pill, which was only $145. And trust me, $145 sounds so much fucking better to me than when we get in the threes and the fours and, and, and different shit like that. So when she said $145, I was like, that's it. Okay, girl, do me now. But let me tell you guys, and I'm not even like the darkest person, but I'm not the lightest person either. To be honest with you, chemical pills are not meant for melanated, you know, skin. They're they're just not. A lot of times they can do a lot of damage than good because once you burn off that top layer, well, once you, I don't want to say burn, but once you remove that top layer of skin and it comes off, a lot of times people end up becoming a lot darker because they don't use things like sunscreen and all of these other kind of different things. So when you do do a chemical pill, if you do, if you decide to, then you need to understand that aftercare that goes along with that. But for what she was saying for me, yes, it probably would have, would have got rid of some of the superficial things that were going on and, and stuff like that, but it would have never help the core thing of what I was really going in there to do. She was like, yeah, your skin will probably look like a little bit smoother and stuff like that. But to be honest with you, it wouldn't achieve the look that you were, you know, coming here and essentially looking for, which I completely respect. She said that she's been in it for 15. She's been at that location for seven. She's the expert. I'm going to fucking listen to her. And to be quite honest with you, I have been speaking to several estheticians over the last couple of weeks and none of them recommend chemical pills. For my issue and what I'm currently going through, I'm going to have to keep investing into microneedling or the Fraxel laser that I've been getting, like I said, which is the $400 every single month. And like I said, I don't care about spending the money in order to um, get my skin to the point that you know, I wanted to look or whatever the case may be, but I have a lot of other different problems going on. I need to figure out why I'm having these breakouts now. Um, I know a lot of it is probably because I did last month. I had like a really poor diet and I started going back and eating the things that I know I wasn't supposed to be eating. So a lot of that is my fault, but that's why I decided to, you know, really commit to this lifestyle change and stuff like that, because it's not going to get any better. So I just wanted to come on here and just tell you guys and give you guys just like an update on that and stuff like that. But essentially, I'm just going to have to stick to 
the um, lasering or, you know, the micro needling essentially, what she basically told me as that for us, you know, melanated people, you know, you know, um, she was saying that micro needling will probably be the best thing to do. And then when I was looking up different, like people who've done like micro needling who are melanated, it usually is going to take about a year in order for you to achieve the look that you're going for. And it's not necessarily saying that, you know, your skin is going to be completely like porcelain, but it is going to get it to the point where it's just like, okay, this is a desirable texture. This is, you know, clearly better than it was before. And with you puncturing, um, like I said, even whether it's laser or whether it's the, the needles and things like that, with you puncturing these different holes in your face, what, uh, the skin is basically doing is, um, getting your white blood cells together and saying, Hey, we need to go and combat this, combat this wound and we need to build up the collagen. So what I actually did in the meantime is, and it actually came today a couple of minutes ago. I just literally picked it up from the front door is, um, my derma roller that I'm going to be using until September. Um, until I go to my next appointment, because I believe I did two or three sessions with the Fraxel laser and then um, I did two or three sessions with the Fraxel laser. And then he was just like, okay, we're going to take like two or three months off or something like that. And then you're going to come back to me in September and we're going to see where we are. And even the esthetician was saying like, yo, um, she was like, don't get it twisted. Like the laser that you're doing, like the, even like the micro needling, all of that kind of stuff, it works on its downtime. So she was just like, you just have to give it time. And y'all know me, child. I'm motherfucking eager, ready, and willing to get this shit the fuck over with. So that's why I actually went in there and was hoping to achieve the thing that I was looking for within like one or two sessions of getting this, um, uh, chemical pill. But like I said, she didn't recommend it because of my complexion. Usually that's not meant for us. It's meant for the other people who aren't melanated, but yeah. So that's just that on that. I have been doing a good job at being consistent on my workouts. <laughs> I do have to work out after this. Um, I'm not like doing my 30 minutes of cardio today, but I am going to um, use my resistance belt <clears throat> to work on my glutes and stuff like that. Child, I listen, like I was telling somebody the other day, I was in here using this fucking resistant belt and you would have swore I was having sex the way I was moaning and groaning because when you, when you're using this resistance, you feel it in your whole entire ass. That's why I'm saying squats don't got shit on this motherfucking belt. And I was sitting down, but you, and, and like when you pull it apart and then you come back, you come back slow. Don't let your legs just snap back together. Come back slow. You're going to fucking feel it. I promise you try to do it in like little intervals of like, um, especially if like you're just beginning, try to do it two minutes at like a time and maybe, <clears throat> maybe like switch to do something else and then like come back and do it again or whatever the case may be, or just do as much as you possibly can within a period of time. I like to push myself today. I'm going for 10 minutes again, consistently consistent. And like, don't try to get in as many reps as possible. Just try to, um, just try to do it right. Pretty much. Don't, don't worry about how many reps you can do within a certain kind of uh, time frame or whatever the case may be. Actually don't even keep count. 
just do as much as your body will allow and then push yourself even more if you can. So yeah, that's been my skin update. Um, like I said, I've been eating better. I've definitely been mixing my, uh, my chlorophyll in my water every single day. I've been um, drinking my smoothies. Y'all see my motherfucking diet is very motherfucking boring. And anybody who is either a bodybuilder or somebody who is losing weight or who is a trainer or whatever the case may be, they'll, for the most part, they'll tell you like things can get boring. Like, you know, lifestyle changes can sometimes get boring. If you're on a journey of losing weight, gaining weight or whatever the case may be, it can get really boring and repetitive. And that's where the discipline comes in. You just have to understand that there is variety, but at the same, at the same time, it is limited because I mean, there's a variety of unhealthy options out there because a lot of things are processed, GMO, all of those kind of different things. But when it comes to, um, things that bring vitality and things that uh, boost your immune system and stuff like that. It's not that you can't have, um, what is the word? It's not that you can't have versatility with that, but a lot of people can't have a meal without eating meat. A lot of people can't have a meal without a starch. A lot of people can't have a meal without a whole bunch of things. And me personally on my journey, I have cut out, um, hard carbs or like starches. And then I've absolutely cut out meat and I've been trying to just stay plant-based. And as far as I'm concerned, the only thing that is processed is the quote unquote chicken, um, the popcorn chicken that I add to like my salads and stuff like that. But, and I'm also like in a calorie deficit where I'm only trying to consume 500 or less calories a day, maybe six pushing it but 500 less calories a day. And I only eat between 11 and four. Pretty much I only eat one meal a day. Um, and it, and it isn't a problem for me cause I did it last year. You know, that's how I dropped all of that weight before. But, um, last year I was like, I didn't eat any processed food. Like I'm telling you, like even down to the salad dressing, I was making like my own shit because they were talking about like additives and all of this kind of other different stuff. And I just wanted to completely cleanse my system of whatever the fuck had it, I had into it. And that's why when I decided to go back on the diet of eating meat and all of that kind of stuff, I got extremely fucking sick. So it's not to say that I'm going to be like a vegan forever or whatever the case may be, but I have adapted this lifestyle for now and I'm going to stay consistent with it because I've seen that it has definitely brought me results before. And I just absolutely just need to be mindful of being consistently aware of this lifestyle change. I understand that I can absolutely lose the weight if I am disciplined. And I absolutely understand that if I decide to continue to go back and eat unhealthy ways, that is going to be counterproductive and I'm not going to get the body that I fucking want. And I'm going to continue to be fucking miserable. And it's like, you either put up or shut up. It, it, it really doesn't matter. I think we need to really start eating the live and stop eating just the taste. You know what I'm saying? So, um, I have that in my mind. I have my goals and everything set up. Like I said, I've been including the chlorophyll in my water. I've been trying to boost my water intake. It's not at a gallon. I wish it could be, but it's not at a gallon. I've been taking my smoothies. I've been eating my salads every day. Like I said, I'm in a calorie deficit of 600 or 500 calories or less a day. I only eat once, which I don't have a problem with. I'm not starving myself. Um, and yeah, 
um, pretty much that's just like all I've been doing. And then like, you know, just washing my face with just like the basic like kind of stuff. And then, oh yeah, to lighten the scars that are on like my jawline and my neck, I have been using Kojic soap, which you can find on Amazon as well. So like I said, if you have any questions about anything that I've been using or how to clear up dark spots and all that kind of stuff. Like I said, I, this, this ain't my first rodeo. I don't went through this thing before. So I can tell you whatever you guys need to know. And of course you could do your own research as well. So that's just that on that. Moving right along. Um, I want to give a huge motherfucking shout out to my girl, Issa freaking Ray. You know what I'm saying? This is sister in my head. I love this girl's whole life. Like literally, it had to be like at least five years ago. I found this series on YouTube called The Awkward Black Girl. And it was when first it was the first thing that introduced me to Issa Rae. And um she had created this YouTube series of just like how it is to be just like this awkward black girl and go through these like different experiences and like really felt seen. And I was just like, this girl is me. Like, <laughs> she is so me. And she was just so lovable and funny and just a breath of fucking fresh air. It was just, I was just so tired of the typical, typical, typical. It was the first time that I actually looked at somebody and really could identify with myself wholly and truly. You know what I'm saying? And since then, she has grown her motherfucking empire. And she got the, she got the, um... She got the episodes, not episodes, I'm sorry. She brought, uh, she got the deal with HBO to start Insecure, which is kind of like a play off of the original series, but not really, but kind of, um, just even better. Um, so she got the deal with HBO. She started all of these different, um, movies and she's, you know, directing and, you know, acting and creating it, just all of this kind of stuff. And now... My baby dove is married. She's a married motherfucking woman now. And you know, she just kind of just like popped it up on us. Like, hey girl, um, it's Tuesday. I'm in Italy and I just got married. You know, and I was just like, what? Like everybody on the internet, like literally legitimately thought it was a joke because Isa's known, she has a dry wit and a dry humor. So we, and she had like, the way she had like announced it and stuff like that was just like in this kind of like funny way. And when I tell you this girl is gorgeous, down, pretty, pretty brown skin. And then like the kind of, um, I love that hair, um, that hair color on her. It just fits her skin tone just like so well. And then like her husband's, her husband's um, tuxedo was like, I think like a burgundy or something, but it complimented. Everything just went so well. It just was perfect. And I'm just so happy for her. And I feel like she just deserves everything that she just deserves everything. She ain't like, she just is like so much. She's very much like a homegirl's homegirl. Like, you know what I'm saying? She's definitely somebody you want to kick it with. And she just seems like just like a dope ass friend. But, you know, shout out to Issa and excuse me, shout out to Issa and, you know, becoming a beautiful bride. Her husband is a lucky man and I'm pretty sure she's a very lucky woman, you know, and and, and, that, and another thing. Y'all know I'm huge on like privacy and stuff like that. I'm not broadcasting, 
you know, who I'm dating, who I'm talking to, none of that kind of shit. Like, I feel like all of that shit is a dub to me because the minute that you go public and the minute that you start, you know, publicizing your relationship online and different things like that, people got to form their own opinions about what you got going on. And it's not even about being secretive. I just don't want to give people and allow people the access of being all up in my motherfucking business because truly and honestly, it's not your fucking business. <laughs> it's like you and your person already go through enough stuff on your own personal time. And then to just to add social media, just to add the social media component to that is just like, to me, like a recipe for disaster. So I have never recommended it, even in my past relationships. If you've been on my page long enough to know, you know, I do not post niggas. I'm not talking about my relationship. I'm not doing any of that. I don't give a fuck to ever announce a fucking thing. Um, because I'm not a wife. So, um, if somebody wants to be seen on my page, they're going to just have to make me a wife. And if they, if they don't, then you know, they'll never get posted. You know, I only feel like the person who was allowed that kind of privileges of somebody who is like mine, like really on papers, like mine. And you know, people have their own relationships where they can do whatever they want to do. You can broadcast your relationship if you want to yada, 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 yada. But in my eyes, you can't fuck up something you don't know about. And that's just that on that. So yeah, shout out to Issa again for living a private life for being a wonderful woman, for creating the life for herself that she absolutely wanted and having her fairy tale ending with, you know, ending up with her husband, probably a wonderful man who she felt like was worthy of her love and decided to just go that next step. And I'm just super proud of her. And it just is, you know, just an ode to just like, you know, you can have whatever you want in this life. If you manifest it, if you put in the work, if you actually believe you deserve it. <laughs> Again, shout out, shout out to Isa. I don't know. It's a lot. Um, so next, um, I just want to talk about some. So moving right along, shout out to Tequila again. She actually sent me a topic for this video. Um <clears throat> She reached out to me and told me that she wanted me to speak on something. And it's funny because I didn't even look at the video until today. And when I found out who it is, I'm not even going to hold you. I was like, I am not fucking discussing these raggedy ass fucking people. And let me explain. So the clip that I'm about to let you listen to is a couple, a YouTube couple, um, Carmen and Corey and... Uh, Corey especially is known for being a, a known colorist and y'all know how I feel about colorism and all of that other different stuff. So he's known for being a colorist or whatever the case may be. So when I seen this shit, I was like, I'm not fucking, I'm not doing this, but you know, I love my supporters. So for you, baby, I will. But anyway, so, um, I was just like, you know, I'm going to be mature and look at the, the, the video objectively and see like what exactly is going on. So what you're about to listen to is a clip of uh, Corey and Carmen. It's a part two clip actually of Corey and Carmen actually sitting down and discussing why he actually has cheated on her. I don't follow them. So I don't know the ins and outs. This is literally the first time that I've gotten a preview into their relationship and um, what all has taken place. So the clip was about 30 minutes long but I try to get it down to about 
10 just so you guys can just like hear the the meat and the potatoes of you know the the whole discussion that was going on a little back and forth and stuff like that and then after that of course I'm going to come back and give you my breakdown so you know stay tuned was doing stuff and it's not necessarily just sexual because sexually you know it was more so like you just needed attention from females so I feel like I was really this lovey-dovey girl that you met in 2016 all the way through 2017 and half of the 2018 before I got pregnant I was the lovey-dovey girl to you I was always you know like I became a wife material before you even married me so I feel like I was really living in a marriage life at 19. And, and it was like, okay, like, you wasn't, how can I say, you wasn't really looking at what was, what was really building. And you just kind of like, from the very moment that I felt like you lied to me and you started being sneaky about some stuff, I felt like you didn't really took a marriage serious. And you kind of did regret it. We got married young. So it was like, okay, why was it the need that you needed female attention? Why was it the need that you needed to text a female? Why was it the need that you need to link up with females? Why was it the need that you need to let a female know I watch your story? Why would you feel the need that you had to let another female know she's beautiful? So why? Well, so that basically plays a part on, you know, what I said, I let my truth out, you know, it was like, growing up just how I've been so you know like once you do something for so long and you've been this person it's hard to just change overnight and like it's something that I always try to fight against like not doing like okay I don't need it's like okay so it's like maybe when I, when I always argue with you about it like you know when I met you I always had multiple friends, female friends, you know what I'm saying? Like, it's like, it's all, I always had a friend I could go fuck with, like, like, like my dog, like, not even said she was just cool with, you know, and the flirt part, like, that's something that you have understood now, like, I don't technically try to flirt, like, I don't see myself flirting with people sometimes, and you like, are you flirting? Like, I'm not flirting about it, because it just looked at my character, it's just like, the way I am, the way I carry myself, like, you know, the way I, I, I act, so it's like, you might think I'm, like, actually trying to flirt with the girl, but, in reality, you're not flirting, I'm just being I don't like, necessarily say flirt, but you made enough female want it, that you wanted her. Well, I, so I wouldn't say that I wanted them. It's just that I, I guess growing up, I always had this feeling where like, I just like to make people happy, you know what I'm saying? Feel good about themselves because that's how I want somebody to treat me, you know? But then right, again, but if you have somebody that treats you like that and make you feel like that, that's then it. why is the need that you have to go in public and try to make somebody else feel good when you have the one real and solid person that's right there in front of you. Because that was something that, that was just something that wasn't inside my, my mind, like, you know, as a man, because I was a boy, so it's like, I'm like, okay, ain't that what wrong with, I, I make you happy, what wrong with making somebody else happy also, not take that I want them, but I, I can make this person feel good on so that made me feel good, like, they always. So what if I would have had the same mindset? And I know that I'm making you happy, I can make another guy happy. So I would say back then or now it's like yeah I I say it would it would have really depend on how it happened you know what I'm saying like how you do certain think things. about it the same way you do stuff being sneaky about it or change contact names or delete messages or you get a random text and you telling me it's something different but reality you know what's up well yeah so think about think about it as if okay what if karma was me 
but I'm just a female version of you. I mean, that's that's basically what I said in my last saying. Like, you know, a guy won't a guy won't accept a girl doing what he does because a guy look at it different. Like, a girl a girl holds emotions. You know, if, if a girl talking to a guy or if a girl even let's just say if a girl even gonna have sex with another guy, like y'all hold value to that. Right. So that's the question again. If you know females hold emotions and values at it. Why you go to females? Other females there are nothing to you because you know that because a guy because a guy don't care about that like and it's, it's fucked up. That's the part where I say like something that we just it, it's fucked up and that's what you have to grow up. Like it take men it take time for men to grow up. Women mature faster than men. It's like a guy can go talk to a female have sex this female. I don't care how this female feel. I don't want to be involved in how you feel. I'm not trying to do with you. I got a girl. You know what I'm saying? I just wanted what I wanted right there and there. Well, I just want to be entertained. But in reality, my only concern is making you happy. You know what I'm saying? But see, we don't think when we don't know because it's like, damn, I'm trying to make I'm trying to make you the happiest girl in the world, but I don't want you to know nothing about it. But if you do find out, I wasn't intended to hurt you because I didn't want you to know this. Okay, so what about when it just constantly comes a thing that just happens? It keep happening, it keep happening, it keep happening. And so to be real with you, that's that way it comes. That in this, in this case, you're a rapper because me personally, if you want me to be real, I say if a guy constantly did that, if he ain't really trying his best to change, or if, if his woman that he with not trying to help him change, you should have been left. You know what I'm saying? Right, true, but you have to also think about it that, let's say I stay for my own reasons, right? Right. But you you working to be a better man. Right. You, you're doing that, and we like we right here to be in a better space in our relationship, and you becoming a better man. But since you're becoming a better man, it's like you always go back a step and go back and do that. So when it's like when me and you are on good terms or like I feel like oh we're in the best spot, I can't trust I can trust it a hundred percent because it be times where we are like this, like we like this with each other. I'm like, okay, nobody gonna come or I don't have to worry about opening my Instagram and somebody expose you or go to my DMs and somebody sending me proof or something. So it's like, it's, it's a fear that has been built inside because of the stuff that we've been through that it's like, okay, should I just be free and just feel that, okay, we're good and nothing's gonna happen? Or should I still feel good that we are good, but still hold it on to the fact that, okay, Anything happened anytime. So with that, now we, we, the fact that we're good now, and, and I can look back at that, I can show you how that played a cause and effect. Also, because it's like this thing about the time where we went through some shit and we got over it, and we good, we perfect, like we, we happy, but you still holding back. It's not that I'm holding minute, back. But let me let me just explain to you before you say what you're gonna say, and you kind of like not putting your all because it's like like you just said you admitted this multiple times that you never said it about it it's like okay so we good now we happy you know we trying to we trying to get to where we need to be at and it's like i'm scared something gonna happen i can feel that so it's like okay i work harder to try to release that which is you know i caused it so i can't expect for it to just be free asap you know what i'm saying so it's like me i don't i can't speak on anybody else but I was weak to that because it's like, damn, I caused this. I can't get mad because she ain't opening up probably when I want to open up because see, when a guy do something, a guy get over it faster than you because at the end of the day, they fucked up because you was the one who was hurt in that situation. So it's like, 
damn, I hurt you. But I got over that because I didn't care about that. But see, me not thinking about you at the moment was like, you know, damn, how she might still be damaged. So like the fact that she was damaged and I wasn't, I'm trying to make you happy, but you still damaged, but you still showing me some offense. So I'm thinking in my mind that, okay, we, we working on this, we good now. But in your mind, like, nah, I ain't, I ain't there just yet. And it's like, I'm trying my best to get you there, but she's like, you not there. So it's like, I became, I became weak to that. And now I'm like, you know what, man, I'm tired of this. I'm tired of like trying my hardest to do this. So I'm still here, but it's like, I can't get to where I want us to be at. So I'm gonna go find this attention somewhere else, a little this attention somewhere to pull both of men so I can be good on your side. Cause like now I can deal with you and you not giving me everything, like opening up all the way because I got somebody else that just giving me that little attention while you not giving me everything. You know what I'm saying? And that was my fucked up part. That's where I was weak at. That's where I had to, like it had to just dawn, like look nigga, this ain't right. This ain't, this ain't gonna help your situation no better than what it is. See what I'm saying? So that was like the cause and effect on like, why would the core go out and try to talk to this girl? Why did core go out and do this? You know what I'm saying? I feel like you really never, you never understood, you probably still don't understand the healing process. You always feel like, I'm just holding on to the past. You feel as if you're so stuck in the past, that's why we can never do this, do that. So it's like, has, I'm trying to heal and let you know that it's a process to it. Because I can't give you my 100% if I'm healing. So as I'm healing, you go and do that shit that you do, and then come back to me. But when you come back, it's like you bring more shit to me, you bring more pain to me. So it's like, okay, how am I supposed to fully heal when when I'm thinking I'm healing and you understand me, you're not understanding me, and you just go and try to find something else. And that's when I feel like you are very, was very selfish because it's like, how you gonna damage me, break me down, but as I'm trying to heal and let it not like this and her, like this shit still hurts, you still go and do you. So as you go and do you, it's like, what was you looking for? What feelings was you looking for that you would, you had at home? What attention was that you had at home? When I felt like me personally, even after the stuff that you do, I try my best to still be lovable with you. I still try to give you affection. I still try to show you, but at the same time, I feel like you didn't really never took my feelings in a really deep thought because it's like I never held properly. Properly, I never my healing was never properly the way that I wanted to be. Because as I'm healing, I'm still trying to make sure that you're good, so you won't go back and do the same stuff right back. But it's like okay. Every time you came back after you did something, I asked, okay, but why, but why, but why, but why, but why? And you just, now it's like saying you told me the same answer every time. And my question was, I was, okay, what exactly was you looking for besides a person want to make you feel good about yourself? Besides a person tell you, oh yeah, you handsome, you this, you that. What was something that your wife at home wasn't giving you or didn't make you feel? Well, you know, it's a lot of things that I, I when I look back at it, that I, I see that I, I was out searching for, like, you know, something I always brought to your attention, like, damn, babe, I really miss how we used to be, like, 2016, you know, only me and you know this, like, the, 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 just the genuine love, the emotion, the affection that we had, like, the playful moment, like, you just think back to that green room, who was in that room, 
and we used to just like you know have so much fun. I think we had the money. We didn't have we had nothing we had not and you know we used to just be happy, have fun, like used to do so much romantic shit, like just the small thing, you know what I'm saying? But it's fucked up though. Like, you know, as I look back at it, like it's really fucked up because it's like, damn nigga, you the reason why why she not like that. And it's like that's why I say now I can look back at a lot of the things I've done because I you know, thank you to you. You you was patient with me, you helped me mature, you know what I'm saying? You you sat me down in time and talked, told me things that I didn't even want to hear, but it's like it was up to me, okay, do you want this or you don't want this? And it's like that's where I had to really grow up and realize what I want because it's like a lot of the things that I was looking for other women, you still have it, just the fact that you hiding because you damaged. So that was just me, you know what I'm saying, being a jackass, like, you know, finding myself. Like, you know, I, I listened to what Drika told the uh, told the interviewer one day about Drake um Kevin Gates. What he does don't bother her because he's the one who has to answer to his own problem. He gotta live with that. And that what happened to me basically, like, you know, in a sort of way you was Drake, but you just wasn't like always there, but you did what she basically did. Like you stayed, which I don't know why, because it's like damn, if I was you, I probably would know. Like how the hell you kept up with it, you know what I'm saying? So that I guess that part of the reason where it really made my love deeper for you, because it's like I thought I put this girl through this and that and this. She still stayed even after I publicly embarrassed her in front of everybody. And then like you saw something in me that I didn't even see because the faith that you had in me, I didn't have it myself. But I felt that's like you took advantage of. Child, let me just say, you want to go on YouTube and look at it yourself. It is uh, Carmen and Corey's something. Let me let me see what it says. It is. Give me one second, y'all. If you want to go on YouTube and look at it, it's Carmen's side of cheating part two, and. So I actually took a couple of notes because this is a lot to fucking unpack. Like I watched the whole thing and I feel drained. This is the a fucking pit of me of struggle love. And I know what struggle love is because I've been in struggle love. So watching this is completely disheartening. So uh, I think that we all can acknowledge that, you know, clearly this man uh, is, is an extreme attention seeker. Uh, first of all, he came to the fucking interview with every piece of jewelry he ever had on. And you know, that alone speaks in volume. So, um, as Carmen starts off, you know, this conversation, she is explaining how, you know, they met in 2016 and all the way up until they had a baby, you know, he pretty much started acting different. <laughs> no surprise there. Um, so she was explaining how she was doing all of these wife duties and all of this other different stuff and how he just kept fucking up, fucking up, fucking up. His rebuttal to that, um, and her questioning of why do you feel like you need to go out your way to make women feel X, Y, Z? And he's just all like, oh, I just like to make people feel good. I just like to make people feel good. All of this other dumb shit or whatever the case may be. The main takeaway from this part of the discussion to me is that this man craves validation. 
not only does he have to give other people validation, but he expects it back. And that's why he has to talk to so many women. That's why he has to entertain so many women, because at the end of the day, he's just feeding his ego because he knows these women like him for whatever reason. You know what I'm saying? He knows they're going to give them the conversation. He knows some of them are probably really genuinely interested in him. And he likes to play off of that. So what her rebuttal to that was, you know, if I did this to you, how would it make you feel? And he acknowledged, as many men acknowledge, that at the end of the day, if what I did to you, you did to me, I would have an issue with that. And that's why I say you have to fucking hold men accountable. All of this, you know, I was a boy back then and I'm a man now. No, you're still a grown ass motherfucking boy. You're still a grown ass motherfucking boy. Women have to start holding men accountable. All of this boys will be boys shit, all of this oops, it was a mistake shit is a dub. Niggas know. Niggas know exactly what the fuck they're doing. And 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 dudes are only going to give respect to people who who pretty much respect themselves. You know what I'm saying? At the end of the day, if he had a homeboy and his homeboy had a girl and she was fired, whatever the case may be. I guarantee you he wouldn't violate that situation because he understands principles and values. I'm not going to holler at my homeboy's girl because that's his girl. So if you have a woman that you know is happy, you know, taking care of home, doing all of these wifely duties that she said that she was doing or whatever the case may be, why would you go and jeopardize that for um, validation from another female? Or why would you be doing little sneaky shit on the side or whatever the case may be? It's all to feed your ego. All of the decisions that are made, on his part are conscious fucking decisions and women have to start holding niggas to task and making, making them understand. Like you have to stop treating these men like kids. Oh, you know, this is just always how I was. Oh, you know, I just like to make people happy. Oh, you know, like, I'm sorry. I didn't mean, shut the fuck up. Yes, you did. You did mean to do it. You did it because you wanted to fucking do it. And if you feel like boys are going to be boys, then well, Girls are going to be girls. Another thing, big, big, big takeaway. At a certain point in this conversation, she asked, if all of this stuff is going to keep happening over and over again, then what? He said out of his own fucking mouth, you want me to be real with you? If, you know, if a dude ain't doing what he's supposed to do and all is done a third or you ain't helping him to get better, you should have left. And he shrugged his shoulders like, you know, baby, I, I can't help you. You know, you, you decide to stay here. I don't make you stay here. You decide to stay here. But let me be very fucking clear. You can't make a man do anything he don't want to motherfucking do. So all of that, oh, help him do. I don't have to help you have respect for me. I don't have to help you be faithful to me. I don't have to help you not go out here and want to fucking entertain these other women. That is a personal choice that you decide to make when you get into a monogamous fucking relationship. And what you should do is act as such. I cannot make you do anything that you want. I can't make you do anything that you don't want to do. Now, can I aid... And keeping you around, keeping you, uh, can, uh, adding to your happiness, making sure that you're comfortable, adding to your peace and different things like that. Absolutely. But clearly Carmen has provided that, but he does not give a fuck. He feels like 
and this is this is another thing. I want I want a lot of people to understand like shorties don't just be getting dumb out of nowhere. It be a whole lot of honeymoon staging that be going on where niggas be these fucking Decepticons and be trying to act like they just one one way when they really another. And that's why I don't believe in any fucking nice guys. There is no fucking nice guys. There's only respectable people. I don't believe in good girls either. There's only respectable people. There are people who are going to respect you and people who aren't. What we all know is that 98% of the people that you come across in life are absolutely going to be fucked up people. And the 2% of those people are not perfect, but they are worth it. They will try. They will make mistakes, real honest mistakes. You know, like she explained, like the one or the two or whatever the case may be, but they're not going to go out their way to blatantly disrespect you when they know they have a good thing on their hands. Men become these Decepticons they they get a woman nice and comfortable and emotionally and and that's why it's and, and that's why it's dangerous for women to be completely emotionally enamored into a man wholeheartedly because you know once somebody has control of your feelings it's a wrap your emo, it's a wrap and once dudes and once dudes see that once once a dude niggas can sniff out insecurity and it doesn't necessarily mean that you're insecure within yourself or insecure in a way where you feel like you don't like the way you look or whatever the case may be but they can sense you know when somebody is a good-hearted person they they can sense when they can manipulate somebody you know what i mean and he got her she i'm not gonna lie she's a beautiful girl you know she probably is a good woman to him you know, but for whatever reason, this man thought, you know, I hit the jackpot, but I still need to keep spinning and I'm going to keep spinning and keep spinning and keep spinning because that's what the fuck I'm going to do. And cause you ain't going nowhere. Now he ain't saying it like that, but that's what the fuck he's saying. And if you can't put you, you, if you can't pick up what the fuck this nigga is putting down, then I don't know what the fuck to tell you, sweetheart. This man literally sat in your fucking face and told you he would have left your ass. If you would have did to him what he does to you. I want you to guys to remember my last episode when I actually was talking about uh, the, the, the thing where the guy was basically talking about creating competition anxiety. And that's exactly what Corey is doing in his relation he, relationship. He is definitely a master manipulator. You heard Carmen. She was talking about the fear of opening up her phone and looking at her DMs of, you know, different proof or conversations that he may have had with other women while she's been dealing with him and that has you know essentially made her hold back of her relationship and though she's tried to you know um jump out of that whenever they try to quote unquote you know get back to normal or whatever the case may be first of all sweetheart let, let, let me let you know something you'll never go back to normal because you let that nigga ice skate you have blatantly let this man disrespect you so many motherfucking times You'll never go back to that hunky-dory girl that you ever were because the damage is fucking done. And I want a lot of women to understand that when you are in a relationship with a man who constantly has to berate and beat you the fuck down emotionally and make you feel like you are in a competition with other kind of women you know, then you don't need to be with that man. It's not to say that you need to deal with somebody who's trash and who's not attractive in order to, you know, not have 
nobody else look at them. It's not even like that. You can definitely deal with somebody who is attractive, who you know gets attention from other people, but it doesn't phase them. It's not going to impede on your relationship because it doesn't fucking matter. The outside noise shouldn't matter. And you, you really need to assess the situation when you are living in fear and your own relationship with a man who was supposed to be making you feel secure. You need to be looking at your relationship that you have been in that has made you feel in fear with a man who was supposed to be making you feel secure. And you need to be getting the fuck rid of it. Because how the fuck can you go to sleep next to somebody every single night who says, you know what, I want to try to make this up. I want to try to do this. I want to try to do that. And at every single turn, as soon as you try to get back up, as soon as everything is all good again, boom, some more shit. And then you give a, and you give another try and boom, some more shit. It's just like, yo, how many times are you going to hit yourself up against the fucking wall before you get knocked the fuck unconscious and you don't wake up from that shit? Sometimes God will be hitting you motherfuckers upside the head so motherfucking much and to the point where it's unbearable. Until a nigga fucking give you a STD. Until a nigga have a side baby on you. Until a nigga emotionally break you down to the point where you are, you literally have nothing left. You are withered the fuck away. Why would you ever be in a relationship with any fucking body? With anybody who makes you grow old faster? Why? This man literally said, I knew the damage that I'd done and you decided to stay here. I knew that I was going to keep doing my bullshit and I knew you was going to keep catching me. But I kind of felt offended because you wasn't trying to give me your all and I knew you wasn't going to give me your all. So I got that from other bitches and that's where that made up for it. I'm not leaving you because I know you love me more than I love you. And I know these other bitches, they don't fucking matter. They just something to do when it's nothing to do. But it's better to be secure in a situation with somebody who outstandingly loves me more than I love them. Than to give that up for somebody who is temporary, who is probably going to cheat on me and shit on me any motherfucking way. Corey went to who was safe. He went with what was safe. He didn't get with somebody who challenged him. He didn't get with somebody who had respect. And that's where, you know, Carmen has to take accountability. This man has thrown haymakers at you. The red flags have been all in your fucking face and you've decided to ignore them for years. You gave this man a a baby. You decided to go before God and make him your husband or him make you, you know, a wife. Thinking things would change, thinking a baby would change, thinking taking him back and being forgiving would change. Listen, a man ain't going to, a person ain't going to respect, a person with respect ain't going to respect nobody who don't respect themselves. You need to be looking at that man and telling him, I know who the fuck I am. You don't. So I need to skate. Because this ain't a healthy relationship for me. This is not going to do it for me anymore. This, this time, this ship has sailed. Too much damage is done. A man 
Listen, a man ain't leaving his dummy. He's not. Why would I leave somebody? Listen, why would I leave my dummy? She going to still fuck me. She going to still cook for me. She still going to support me to an extent. She might give me a little attitude and shit like that. And she might not give me her all, but that's what these other bitches make up for. And I'm still going to come home anyway. A man ain't leaving his dummy. So once you acknowledge that, and once you see your situation for what the fuck it is, you have to decide whether you're going to be somebody's dummy or when are you going to get some fucking dignity about yourself and get off the fucking pot and stop shitting on yourself, to be honest. It's unhealthy. It looks bad. This is the kind of woman that your kids have to look up to. And it does this man no service to deal with a woman who is going to allow him to shit on her multiple fucking times because me if i was a man looking from the outside looking in i know i could shit on you my nigga first of all i'm not having no kids with a woman who i could just you know belittle and treat like that because it's just like damn if i could do this i can just imagine how many other people she could do this to you got to think about who you gonna procreate with i want to deal with somebody who's going to tell me no who's going to say yo this is not right Who's going to take a stand and say, no, you are going to respect me because that's the kind of person who are going, that's the kind of person who's going to be raising my kids. That's the kind of person who's going to, you know, make them go out into this world and see and know their worth. I can't be dealing with somebody who doesn't see the worth in themselves and expect them to have a child with me and grow them up to be the best adult that they can be. It's impossible. Getting a doormat to have babies with is a disservice to yourself, men. And with him just staying, with him staying with her just tells me a lot about his confidence as a man. He couldn't possibly deal with a woman who had any self-respect because if he did, he wouldn't, he wouldn't do the shit that he does. But you know what? I really can't even too much be mad at him because... He said, listen, this is a perfect situation for me. I can get exactly what the fuck I want, how the fuck I want, and that's just that on that. The fuck? I I, I can put in minimal effort and get optimal results? Shit, what the fuck I'm leaving for? Y'all need to think about that. My last thoughts, it's, it's, uh, it's really just the entitlement for me. It's the fact that, you know, this woman has said... You know, I need to heal from this situation. And let's be clear. Anytime you need to heal as a person from any kind of damage that somebody has done to you, there is no fucking time limit on that. I want you guys to understand that whether you're a man inflicting bullshit or a woman inflicting bullshit, you have to understand the person that you're inflicting this shit on or the things that you have caused in your situation. This person can decide to move how the fuck they want to move when they want to move accordingly you know, based on the things that you've done. You cannot push somebody or say, well, I need you to be over this now because I'm over it. Well, first of all, you weren't the one who felt disrespected. You weren't the one who, you know, got wrapped up in all of this bullshit. I can decide and I will decide to heal when I want to fucking heal. And when I decide to wholeheartedly forgive you or when I decide to move on or when we can get back on track, that is on my own timeline. It's not on yours. And you as a person, you don't have to stick around for that. Understand that. You, the person who's inflicting this bullshit, you don't have to stick around for that. If that's something too much for you to do, then leave. But don't stick around 
and you know berate this person of are you over it are you over it are you over it yet whole time no I'm not over it because in tune that's gonna that's gonna make me have more resentment for you because you're not allowing the natural process of healing to take place it's really the entitlement for me the fucking entitlement you need to do what I want you to do right motherfucking now because I want us to get back on track. I ain't really mean to fuck up like that. I mean, damn, could you? No, I can't. I cannot. This man literally said the only reason why he stayed is because essentially she begged him to. She didn't want him to go nowhere. He said, he said it like he was doing her a favor. You know, I could have dropped you off. I could have I could have left you to fuck alone. I didn't have to come back and fuck with you, but you know what? I wanted to fuck with you because I no, I because I needed we needed to make I, we didn't need to make anything fucking work. Niggas be knowing that they could walk away from situations, but they don't because of convenience. Not out of love. Because of convenience. And I'm not sure what Shorty's situation is aside from his money and what the fuck he got going on and different things like that. Because like he mentioned, in the beginning of their relationship, he wanted her to get back to giving him that 100%, 100% genuine love and tender care and all of that other dumb shit. Baby, you're never going to get that back. You'll never know. You, you, you better hold on to those memories. Because the damage is done. You'll never get that girl back. I need you people to understand that you cannot drag somebody through hell and expect them to come out unscathed. It does not work like that. The more bullshit that you inflict on somebody, whether they stay or not, listen, those rose-colored glasses come off and people start to look at you real fucking different. I believe over time, when you are with somebody in a long relationship and or a marriage or what have you, you know, the rose colored glasses definitely do come off, but you two basically determine how you want your relationship to go. You determine if I want to step out, if I want to violate, if I want to do all of this kind of different stuff. And with that comes consequences. I'm not going to be looking at you as starry eyed as I was in year one and year five. If throughout that whole fucking five years, you dragged me through the motherfucking mud and took me through fucking hell and motherfucking high water. And then after that said, you know what? After I did all of that bullshit to you, now I feel like you're worthy of my love. It's the audacity for me. It's, I really want to know who is giving these men, these boys, the blueprint of this is what it's going to take in order for you to really acknowledge and see that this is the woman who is really here for me. The bullshit detector of how much she's going to tolerate should not be that. Because I promise you, a happy woman is going to love, support for you, support you, care for you, procreate with you, raise up your kids in love. And the best way possible if you treat her right versus the alternative. I promise you, you will get more, you will get better results from a woman 
who you are not inflicting bullshit on versus the one you are. I guarantee you. What do you call what are you calling this shit? What are you calling this course? Pressure? The test of loyalty? What are you calling it? Ladies, you do not have to be in a relationship where you have to struggle. Life alone is a fucking struggle. Niggas talking about how they need peace. Women need peace too. Huh? I need peace too. I need peace of mind too. And I'm only able to give that peace of mind when I'm getting act right. So if you lying, you cheating, you scheming, you hiding, you disrespecting, you're not going to get the best version of me if I stay. There'll be parts of me that you'll never see if I stay. And me personally, right? I'm going to tell you about me personally. Me personally, I'm the kind of woman, listen, I've been called everything but a child of God. The worst has happened to me. Listen, I've been sexually assaulted. I done fought niggas. I done, everything you could fucking think of. It's happened to me. I've been violated a lot. But I understand human nature and I understand that everybody is not the same. I am very weary of people, but I am not afraid of people. I am not going to sabotage my own future because of the mistakes that I've made in the position and in, in the situations that I put or continue to put myself in in the past and block my blessings. You may think that the person that you're fucking with now is as good as it gets and you can be in a really fucked up situation. You get out of that situation and you meet the love of your fucking life. This person never disrespects you, is loyal to you, caters to you, is supportive, wants the best for you, prays for you. But you have to be willing to receive that kind of love. Corey ain't nothing but a hurt little boy. Oh, somebody hurt my feelings in the second grade. And, you know, all of these girls hurt my heart in middle school. And now I don't know how to act. Now I have to cheat on everybody I come across. So I can get them before they get me. Bitch, shut up. Weak ass nigga. I'd be a weak ass bitch to think that shit. And you'd be a weak ass nigga to move like that. Nobody got a hold on my heart. Nobody got a hold on my emotions so much that I'm going to go out here and perpetuate bullshit and be nasty and vile to somebody and give them the kind of disrespect that they don't deserve. That's my past. That don't have shit to do with my future. I already told y'all. I'm, I, get a, I give the world to my man, but I'm going to go up for my husband. It's going up, like, you know what I'm saying? Like, that's a that's a, a whole nother level. You make an honest woman out of me. You protecting me. You, you, you understand that, you know, being in this relationship is going to be a roller coaster. But it doesn't have to be us disre- purposely disrespecting each other. 
That's not what it means in a relationship when it's like, oh, we're going to go through shit. Listen, when a nigga say, you know, we're going to go through shit, I will dub the fuck out of him. No, we're not. You're going to go through shit by yourself. I'm going to find somebody who I can go through the motions with, who I know isn't perfect, but that we can work shit out with. I'm not, no, I'm not going through the motions. with. I'm not going through bullshit with you. No. Well, you niggas go, you know, niggas go through shit. People go through shit. You know, no, you don't have to, if you don't want to, we can get through whatever the fuck we need to get through. But even in dealing with each other, that does not mean that we have to disrespect one another purposely. There are going to be certain situations where you do feel disrespected, whether that's somebody doing something or saying something, but it doesn't have to involve, it doesn't include outside entities. The thing that Corey needs to understand and know is that, of course, these people are biased. These people see you and they're like, you know what? I I love or I like this boy or whatever the case may be. I'm going to be his saving grace while him and his lady is going through things. They don't give a fuck about shorty. They give a fuck about ending up in your good graces. Because they like you, because they want to be with you, and they're only going to be willing to see your side. That's why anytime I have a problem in my situation, you don't need to go to anybody to talk about anything except for me. It's always three sides of the story. Yours, mine's, and the motherfucking truth. Whoever on the outside don't need to know that. Because what's between us is going to be between us. But hopping on somebody else... And, and causing and having these other distractions and shit like that, that don't fix nothing in nobody's relationship. Who, how did that ever help anything? Oh, I'm going to go release and dump my dumpster juice in this bitch because I'm feeling a way about my lady, but I still got to go home to her, but we still ain't fix shit. Still in lies a problem. You got to wake the fuck up. You have to understand that in a long relationship, five years, 10 years, all of these different years that you go, some things are going to arise. A lot of healing needs to happen. A lot of unlearning and relearning needs to happen. But the basis, the foundation of that relationship should be at the very minimum respect. I'm not jumping for joy because somebody's giving me respect. I already know that's what the fuck I'm entitled to. I'm entitled to your respect because I'm giving you mine. And at the bare minimum, if you can't give me that, then you can get the fuck out of my face. And that's just that on that. So next up, I actually have a clip from Rory and Maul's new show. Um, I haven't really even really been paying too much attention to them lately, ever since everybody split up. Um, I don't. I'm not really like picking a side as far as like Joe or like them or whatever the case may be, but I just miss them as a dynamic together. And it just seems, it's just not the same anymore. So I'm not going to say that I don't watch, you know, both of their shows. I do. I just don't watch it as consistent, consistently as I used to. But anyway, here is a clip from Rory Amal's new show with the rapper Belly explaining um, just his overall take you know, speaking of, on love and loyalty in his relationship. And I want you guys to take a listen. Look in the mirror and realize what was going on. She was like, you know, coming from a doctor standpoint, she'd be like, yo, you know, if you do this for 10 years, you know, your your liver function will be down to something. I'm like, 
shit. Like, yeah. you know what I mean? Right. And she was never the type to like, I'm ah, trying to force it on me. She would just, she would just like, give me, she knew I was smart enough to right. give me, just give, right. give him the information and he gonna know what to do with right. it. Right, right. And she would just give me that. She, she's, I, I, I give her, man, the majority of what I came through was because I had her. She was my, she was my fucking, you know, my saving grace in those, a lot of those moments. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Yeah, Because even outside of just the physical stuff with your health, there's only certain things women can tell you and vice versa. There's only things men can tell women and women can tell men. Like, you need that woman perspective and that friend partner in those types of times. Because we only see shit through our male lens to some degree. So your friends can only take you so far through your brain capacity of looking at something with a point of view. Mm -hmm. Women look at this shit differently and you need that point of view through a lot of shit. Especially with your friends too. Like I, I, I feel your friends; they have your best interests. But right. you guys are all looking at this the same, same way. way. Yeah, you need that. You need that woman. That woman lens, and especially a good woman. Absolutely. You know what I mean? And we was talking. I was, and I attribute a lot of loyalty, like you said. You know, I see a lot of my homies. You know, they, they got, they, they, they lady, and it's like, yo, but you out here doing your lady so dirty, and it's like, I, like I told you, I. I look at that a different way. Like if you could cheat on your woman, I feel like you could snitch on your homie. That's just me. That's the way I think. Like, if, you, if you're not loyal to your lady, you can't be loyal to your homies. Look, I, I feel you. I feel you on the point. Because mm-hmm. the point that you're making is you got to stand on it. Whatever the, whatever the fuck it is, you stand on it. it. You're going to say loyalty? It doesn't change. It doesn't change because yeah. the person changed. Like, no, fuck out of here. If, if you're going to be like, yo, I hold you down. Right. Bruh. You could be as close as you want to your dogs or whatever the fuck, right? Mm-hmm. We we all believe in energy and frequency and right. you know. Right. You waking up and sleeping beside another human, another another force, right. right? And you waking up and sleeping beside this person every day. This person has your best interests at heart. This person's trying to make you a better person and all this. They deserve your loyalty. Mm-hmm. If not first, mm-hmm. just as much. Right. Right? Yeah. Right. Well a lot and of that a lot of that comes from shit. And it's not a crutch. It's not an excuse by any means at all. A lot of that shit comes from unlearning as we were kids. Because yeah. it, it, we was always taught, be loyal to your friends, your guys. That's, that's shit. always, always. Be loyal to your girl, but it's okay to cheat. It's okay to have other women around. Like, as long as you're treating her well, as long as she's publicly looking at right. It's crazy, fine. right? It's but that, crazy. Was a, that was a simple right. mentality. Super simple yeah, mentality. Right. Like, always that's loyal to your right. dudes. Just don't embarrass your girl in public. And you're good. Like, cheating's not really loyalty. You can hold her down without cheating. That's just something we were all... I don't even care what your culture is. That's that's a across-the-board male thing to some degree. I just I just couldn't, man. I feel like when you actually, like, get with that person that you in tune with, and mm-hmm. you guys are really, really vibrating at that same frequency, mm-hmm. like, I can't even look at other women the same. You know what yeah. I'm saying? Like, it's not... It's weird to me. Like, yeah. I'm just like... Mm-hmm. I like just I, I, I can't do my dog like that's my yeah, that's my that's my role I can't see, do that nah. like see, that's, that's flaw like yeah. I'm not gonna do that like I wouldn't do that to my best friends that I grew up right. with and all that I wouldn't mm-hmm. do that to them and I wouldn't I'm not gonna do that to this my lady this, this my forget lady this yeah. my that's my Everything. road dog yeah, like you know what I mean I'm not doing that shit and most man. of the times your, your male friends are doing you dirty and your girl's chilling holding you down no your girl will tell you like I don't think he's your friend like, I see the way he look at you, and he can look at you with a little hateful eye. Like the women always see things from an angle we would never be able to see things yeah. from. Yeah, absolutely. you know what I mean. So when you find a good one, obviously you know it's it's just you gotta hold it forever, man. Oh yeah, you gotta hold it forever. It's just like I said, man. If 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 you can if you can look at the start of a relationship, year one, 
And then, you know, we're about to be in year five. Mm-hmm. And you look at that time and you'd be like, yo, how much growth did I experience? Mm-hmm. <laughs> like, I could really pull up pictures from five years ago uh, and with, see with fucking shrooms hanging out of my mouth in the <laughs> desert, <laughs> lost, up for four days, right. sweat. Right. Mm-hmm. Looking crazy. And I don't even remember the pictures. Right. Like, when did this yeah. happen? You know what I'm right. saying? And it's cool. I'm I'm happy I, I did it. I'm yeah. happy I went yeah, through yeah, it yeah. and I got the pictures to prove it. You know yeah. what I'm saying? But it's like the growth since then till now, yeah. I feel much better, bro. Yeah. I'm I'm more secure in every single angle of my life. And, and it's like things I did for myself or things that she did indirectly all ended up to me growing and be you know, becoming be- a better person, a better yeah. man. Right. So, you know. And I think in our culture, man, you know, in hip hop and, and, you know, coming from the, the neighborhoods we come from, I think it's important for us to really, you know, it's, it's okay to have one lady, man. It's okay to be loyal to your lady. It's I like okay. that shit so much more, bro, yeah. than I think any that's other shit experience. in pop culture, at least. Yeah. I mean, you know, obviously, probably not as quick in the neighborhood that it has, but I think within, if we're talking hip hop to some degree, that's changed drastically. Like, like that, was, that was cool to do that shit. Everything, when I was growing time. up, that was the most uncool shit in the world. Everything has some, like some, some era mm-hmm. that is necessary for it. Right. right. But either way, kids, don't look at rappers for your example of how to live. Exactly. <laughs> yeah, it's like, don't. I don't want to make yeah. this that type of They're human too. They're human too. Nah, but, but uh, yeah, man, it, it, comes, it comes back to experience, man. You're going to experience everything in life that's going to bring you to that person. But you have to experience shit. Right. So don't go sit there and be like, oh, I gotta be loyal to this one person. Like, nah, make sure that's the right person to be loyal to. Yeah. Being loyal to the wrong person is worse than all that shit we were just talking about. Yeah. Cheating and all that shit. Yeah. If you're loyal oh, to yeah. the wrong when person. You're, when you're loyal you know to the wrong person, that's what make sure starts you, the cheating. You find exactly. You find that right person, be loyal to that person, man. Right. But I mean it's gonna take a lot of failure to, to get to that exactly. right person. Exactly. So as you guys heard, that was Belly on the new Rory and Mole show. You can check that out on YouTube. So I thought that was an awesome hot take um, and a discussion and a very unpopular opinion um, that we just heard, you know, in regards to the conversation amongst men and how they feel about relationships and moving forward with the different women in their lives, especially in the hip hop culture, if not, you know, just the community amongst men and women, period, where it's this kind of narrative where it's just like, I can be loyal to you, but I can't be faithful to you. And I want people to understand, and I definitely have put it on my Facebook way before I even had this podcast and everything, where I said, there is a difference between somebody being loyal to you and somebody being faithful. You know, he essentially knew that she was the one because she was pointing him in all the directions of him being becoming a better person for um, not only himself, but for her as well. And pointing out the different things that he needed to work on health health wise. He is a bigger guy, I guess, hence the name Belly or whatever. He never really gave a, a real, you know, definitive reason as to why they call him Belly. But I'm assuming because he has one. But anyway. Um, he was basically saying like, yo, this person guided me and pointed me in the right directions of understanding. Like if I keep going down this path of doing all of these kind of different things, whether it's the drugs, whether it's the food, whether it's the lifestyle or what have you, I'm not going to be here for too much longer. And I like the fact that he said that she guided him and not like told him this is something that 
he needed to do. And I think that when you are getting with anybody who has, you know, either a flawed character or a lifestyle or whatever the case may be, and you love them, you have to understand patience and, and learning the difference between guiding them towards their purpose or, or towards their path of becoming a better person and then telling them or talking at them and telling them what they need to do. Because essentially those, those type of people, me being one of them, if you try to tell somebody what to do, they're going to give you pushback. They're going to rebel and they're going to do completely the opposite of what you're telling them to do because nobody especially somebody who was stubborn wants to be told what to do in their lifestyle period they want to make they want to feel as if they're making the decision to be whoever that they want to be first for themselves and then for you as well so i think that that was a huge takeaway and 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 i think that it it was super important for him to realize like that is what qualified it wasn't he didn't say anything about her beauty though she is fucking gorgeous i seen the pictures like he didn't say anything about her beauty or anything like that because as y'all know, you know, baddies come a dime a dozen or whatever, but you know, it was that it was, it was her caring about him that made him say like, yo, this is the one, like, this is my dog. Like not only do I have to marry you, but I have to really honor these vows that I'm taking before God and making this spiritual connection with you. And I think that's the one misconception about, um, I feel like that's the biggest thing that I just hate about this whole, like, Oh, let's get married kind of thing. It's just like, people want the wedding. They don't want the marriage. You know, people want the reception. They want the, they want the theatrics and shit like that, but they don't want what comes with marriage, the good, the bad, the ugly, the indifferent, all of that kind of different stuff. You have to understand it's 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 a difficult journey. Shit, being in a reg- regular relationship with somebody for a long period of time is a struggle. But again, you got to keep trying with the person that you're with. You have to keep putting your best foot forward and you have to understand that the person that you're fucking with is not always going to be perfect and that's okay but you have to have patience and you have to have grace and you have to have all of these kind of different things and like he said being loyal to the right person if i wasn't quote-unquote loyal to you in the past you didn't deserve it you didn't because i'm a person i'm a reactionary person i'm gonna do onto you as you did as you do to me you know what i'm saying I'm I'm telling y'all, I'm a firm believer of evening the playing field. You can call it petty. You can call it whatever the fuck you want. Listen, sometimes karma don't work fast enough. Now I think a little bit differently, you know, to an extent, but I'm all, I'm, I'm, I'm all with even in the playing field. I'm, I'm with that. You know what I'm saying? But like he said, giving your energy to the right person. Think about all of the people that you had in your past. Did they really deserve your love and your loyalty at the end of the day? Does the person that you're currently with right now, do they currently deserve your love and your loyalty? Do they? Because as I, as I said in the last segment, life life is too motherfucking short to be wasting your time on people who make you age faster. Stop. Please. So I thought it was very refreshing to take a step back and to hear these grown men have this conversation. Cause you know, you heard 
I don't know how old he is, but you know, the dude in the first segment, he's pretty young. You know, these guys are obviously seasoned men. And sometimes that, that be the real reason why most younger women decide to fuck with older dudes, because it's just like some, there are some dudes out there with this mentality where it's just like, they done got whatever they needed to get out, out of their system. And they have the experience of just like, you know, having to pick up the litter and da, 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 da. by the time, you know, we young ladies and they older and established is just like, they done played the field. They don't play. They don't want to play no more. So they're more reluctant to try to settle down with us. But even with that coming, even with that settling down with us, you have to be prepared of the kind of man that you're dealing with, who is seasoned, who is going to try to train you into being what he wants you to be for him because he feels like you're quote unquote teachable. And I believe Younger man, older man, or whatever the case may be, I am very teachable. I want you to teach me. I want you to show me different things. But you can't train me to be any fucking thing. Understand that. You can't train Hatiana to be a motherfucking thing. But you can make suggestions and I'll make adjustments. And that's how that's going to go. Okay? But I thought that it was beautiful to hear this grown man in an entertainment business say, listen, I'm not violating my lady, period. She really didn't a lot of you niggas, period. And you heard them. I feel like anybody who's shitting on their lady that they lay next to every night, that's flaw. It was funny how Rory got a little fluster. Um, I'm a, I'm a, I'm, <laughs> I want to, um... I want to veer off real quick or whatever. Um, as I'm watching this whole segment or whatever, it's it's Belly sitting across from Rory and Maul and they're having dinner or whatever the case. And once he made that statement and they're continuing this conversation about infidelities and him just thinking that shit is trash or whatever the case may be, Maul has seemingly... He's been able to code his composure. Maul is... Cool as a motherfucking cucumber. Colder than the ice in the fucking Nebraska. Okay? It's Rory who's a little flustered. I'm, I'm, I'm a, listen, I pick up on body language, energy, and all of that shit. Rory was uncomfortable. And something shifted where there was a nervousness there. And mind you, I haven't really looked at these guys in a while because honestly, since they kind of like broke up, I might look at it every once in a blue moon and shit like that, but I haven't been on it. I'm, I'm not even going to hold you. Like I haven't been on it. I, I, I'm a, I'm a real fan. So I do miss their dynamic. I do miss their dynamic. I under pe- understand that people have to move on and shit like that, but you know what I'm saying? Mm, I just don't... It's not the same, pretty much. But I can see that there was an energy that shifted in the room where it made Rory uncomfortable. Where grown man talked made Rory uncomfortable. And it made him fidget a little bit. And I think that Maul picked up on it. And the one thing I love about Maul is this nigga does not break eye contact. I love that shit. Like... <laughs> It's so crazy. I'm just, I'm just talking about people interacting, period. Not necessarily him, but I just love, um, I'm one of those kind of people too, 
Like when we having a con I'm I when I'm having a conversation with somebody, I want you to look at me. I want you, I want to um assertion is sexy. Um being able to be firm, being able to be confident in what you say and all of these kind of different things, your mannerisms, all of that shit is is sexy to me. Um it's it's interesting how there are three men in the room and you can tell which two are in tune. Belly and Maul were in tune and Rory, though he was sitting right there, he kind of got pushed out of the conversation where it was kind of like this. I want y'all to go look at it. It was kind of like this unspoken thing where it was just like him and Belly was like, we here. We can continue to have on this conversation. Yeah, Rory, he's here too, whatever, you know, but we can continue to have this conversation. I feel you. I absolutely feel you. I think Belly is exactly who he says he is. I think Maul is exactly who he says he is. And I think that Rory is uncomfortable with his flaws or maybe his character. And that made him uncomfortable. And it's seen through, it, it, it came through on camera. I seen him getting a little flustered, a little bothered, picking at his plate, sipping a little wine and all. It was just like you, you putting his hand to his mouth. It was just like, sit still, relax. I pick up all of that shit. I'm telling you, like, I, I'm not no psychology. I'm not a psychological savant or anything, but I just love human nature and I just love to see how different people communicate. And in that room, there were only two alphas. Just two. Just two. And it wasn't like some super like machismo kind of like thing where, you know, it was like a pissing contest. It was just literally like a conversation amongst men. And instead of like Rory just owning who he is, he just got uncomfortable. It's just like, yeah, you probably have character flaws where you ain't shit. And you're sitting in front of a man who has probably, you know, earned his stripes or is of a certain stature. I really don't know who Belly is personally, but you know, you're sitting amongst men who lead with integrity, who treat their women a specific kind of way, who are very much gangsters, be around gangsters. And they're telling you this shit ain't cool. And I do respect the fact that Rory said like, yo, this is what we were taught. We're, we're trying to earn, uh, we're trying to unlearn and relearn a different kind of dynamic um, when we deal with specific kind of women who require monogamy, but you need to own, you need, you need to own your character flaws. You need to own who you are. Cause you looked very uncomfortable and I seen that and it wasn't cute. No, 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 no. If I had to pick anybody amongst those three men, it would not have been. <laughs> and I'm talking about like color aside. Cause we all know Rory is fucking white, but it wouldn't have been him. Cause it's just like, what the fuck is you so uncomfortable for? Y'all literally just sitting here having fucking lamb chops. Literally y'all are just sitting here having fucking lamb chops and sipping wine and having a, a conversation. It's just not attractive. It's, it's just not attractive. I like assertive men who know how to keep eye contact I like when people make me nervous initially. <laughs> I do. I, I think that is very sexy. Like it's it's just something. It's it's I don't know. It's like 
I want to make you nervous, but I want you to make me nervous too. I don't know how to explain it. It's just a natural kind of thing, you know, when, 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 you know, you know, <laughs> but I thought this was a pretty, I thought this was a pretty interesting thing that I just wanted to plug in since we were talking about love and loyalty and different things like that. And it's so fucking nice to see how progressive, um, the thinking it is, how progressive the thinking is for men to start to think like, yo, it is okay to be loyal and faithful to your woman. And this should be the con this should be the narrative. This should be the lifestyle going forward. And of course there are going to be the exceptions to the rule with people in poly relationships, but we're not talking about them. We're talking about people who value monogamy, truly value monogamy. Not, Oh, I'm just going to step out while you sit at home and take care of whatever you're doing. No people who truly value monogamy. So on this last note, I would actually like to correct myself because I said that I was entitled to people's respect. I'm not entitled to anybody's respect. I do expect respect because I am a respectful person. And what I give you, I expect to get back. I'm not entitled to that. Should you not show me any respect, it is my obligation to myself to then remove myself from whatever situation that we're in. And I also want to point out that after hearing both of these um, segments with, you know, this young couple and also hearing the perspective of these, you know, older gentlemen um, and how they view relationships, you can't expect anybody to do anything. You can't, you know, put a gun to somebody's head and expect them to do anything. You can't make them see the value in whatever you have or whatever they have. They simply just have to want it. You know, and as I said, you can guide, you know, a horse to water, but you can't make them drink. So, yes, you should have the time and the patience to actually be willing to work with somebody who is actually wanting to be receiving of love and who does want to take the initiative to make y'all situation better for the both of you. But if you do not see that, then you need to exit stage left. And I also want to correct myself when I said, um, you know, in, in regards to, you know, me liking what is assertive, how I like to, you know, get assertion from men is different. How I like to see men be assertive amongst each other. It's, it's weird. Like, you know, I like somebody who makes me like nervous a little bit, but who's also shy initially at the same time. But once you get comfortable around me, I want you to be confident within yourself and understand, like, you need to own this room. You need to show me that you are in a way dominant, you know, because I have a dominant personality. I am very assertive. You know, I'm not aggressive. Let's, let's be clear, you know, <laughs> but I do like a person who does assert themselves, who was very confident, who was very sure, you know, so let me just be clear on that. But again, this was an awesome episode. I hope you guys loved and enjoyed it so much. I am going to have to make a part two because listen, honey, I had like 10 topics and I probably boiled it down only to like, what? three, I think like three or four, because I just, you know, I just be talking my motherfucking head off and I just got so much to say, but I'm also going to be making a part two to this because I have to give y'all the update on put a ring on it. Child, it's messy, messy, motherfucking messy. And it's a lot going on and it's a lot to break down. So we're going to continue to have these conversations about relationships and all of that kind of good stuff. Remember, to follow my, um, the hard pill podcast on Instagram, page and also uh scare money don't make money um 
subscribe to the anchor page for $9.99. Hit me up if you have any topics that you want to discuss. Again, thank you again to Tequila for giving me this topic. Well, one of the topics for today, um, if you want to be a guest on the show, it is $20 and I do need that deposit before you do come on the show, just the FYI. Um, but yes, any topics that you guys want to talk about anything, just, you know, send it my way, send it my way. Also, you guys, you have to start engaging on the Hard Pill podcast page on Instagram because the numbers of the people who are listening to the show and the engagement that I'm getting on social media is not matching up. Y'all niggas is listening, but y'all not engaging. I don't know if y'all like, I know y'all not no secret haters because y'all coming back every single week to listen and, and hear what I'm talking to. And believe me, I love the clicks. I love the views. I love the fact that you allow me all of your motherfucking time, but I want you to engage with me. I ain't finna bite. I'm not gonna bite you. Okay. If anything, let me love you. Let me love you. Okay. Um, again, y'all have a great motherfucking day. And y'all already know I love y'all how I love y'all and get at me. Bye. Thank you for listening to another episode of the Hard Pill Podcast. And again, I am your host, Hatiana, and I love that you allowed me some of your time today. Follow and turn on all of your post notifications for all updates. You can reach me at The Hard Pill Podcast on Instagram, and you can also follow my personal page, which is Scared Money Don't Make Money. That's S-C-A-R-E-D-M-O-N-E-Y. D-O-N-T-M-N-E-Y. You can also DM me with all your questions and any topics that you guys would like to discuss. And if you would like to donate to the pod, you can cash at me personally at H-E-N-N-Y-F-I-N-E-S-S-E-E. That's H-E-N-N-Y-F-I-N-E-S-S-E. Love you guys. Bye.